Hey guys, it's Jamie. Hi, it's Madison. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Drop Mock Podcast. Podcast. Listen up for personal growth and business conversations for the ambitious entrepreneur. Quiet on the set, we're going live. Hey, Drop Mock friends, welcome back to the podcast. Today I am here with Jessica Seafold. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Jessica believes in the power of organic content marketing. Her company is on a mission to help entrepreneurs create content that is tailored to their audience and educates potential customers, drives traffic to their site, and positions them as an authority in their space. We're so excited to have her here today to talk to us about all things content and business. Jessica, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I love talking about organic content marketing, so I'm ready. <laughs> there we go. All right. So let's jump into this. First question, what is organic content marketing in your own words, and why do you think it's so important for a small or large business? Yeah, organic content marketing is anything content-based. And when I say content, I don't just mean blog posts. I mean, it could be a white paper or a case study. Um, it could be social media content, video content, imagery. Um, so it's content that educates and provides value to your customer. So there are a lot of reasons why that's important. Things like blog content and website content are really important for pretty much everything that you said for driving thought leadership, positioning yourself as an authority within your industry. It's also really important for SEO search engine optimization. Um, because if you're creating your content with a good SEO foundation, so you're using keywords, you're doing your competitive and customer research, you're, you're creating content that people are searching for and content, you know, your customers care about, that's going to drive the SEO value. Google is going to see that and it's going to start ranking it. And so ideally, the more you do that sort of organic content work, the more traffic you're going to get through Google and search engines without having to do the marketing piece. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's really valuable, especially for small business owners. Um, the thing that's challenging about organic content marketing and why a lot of people don't prioritize it, or a lot of business owners and even marketers, is because it's a, it's a long-term sort of gain. Um, so paid marketing is short-term. It drives people right to your site. It potentially drives leads and sales right away. But that is a hard call to action, right? Like you're telling people, here's my product, buy it. Whereas organic content marketing is longer term, I can show clients results in three months if they follow what I tell them to do. Um, but even then, it gets exponentially better over time. So if you do the work now and invest the work now, it's going to pay off. Like, you know, I like to say it'll last far beyond your, your marketing budget or far beyond your paid ads budget. Um, so it doesn't drive that immediate ROI, which is hard for some entrepreneurs or business owners to prioritize, but I've seen the value of it time and time again. So, um, if you're willing to put in the time and the resources, you know, you will benefit from it. I have never thought of it in that perspective before of how, you know, running ads or something like that, it does give you that really quick return on investment, but that's a short-term game or yeah. short-term solution instead of playing the long-term game. So I really love that insight. So my next question is how I can even tell from your answer that you're really passionate about this topic. So how did you become so passionate about it? Like, did you wake up one morning and you were like, I think I want to work 
and content or, you know, organic content marketing <laughs> or what kind of led you to uh, the work that you're doing today? Yeah, as any good story goes, absolutely not. It was not a direct A to B. Um, I'm a writer, first and foremost. That's what I went to college for. I thought I wanted to be a journalist um, and realized that that was sort of a dying breed. Um, so when my husband and I moved to San Diego, uh, we were both looking for like our first sort of full-time salary jobs. And I sort of stumbled into this work. It was a copywriter, like associate copywriter position, like lowest of the low writing position. And in doing that, I was introduced to social media marketing. I was introduced to SEO. I was in introduced to link building. Like one of my greatest, one of my um, most popular services is actually something that I learned in my very first job. And that was almost nine years ago. Um, so I actually had, I think it was six jobs in seven years. <laughs> um, so I, I was able with every move, I was being very intentional. I was choosing to leave to, you know, reach the next level of my career. I didn't know I wanted to be a business owner at that point. Um, and so I've been really lucky to experience so many different levels and areas of content marketing. So I've worked in email marketing, social media marketing, community management, um, content, content strategy. Um, anything under that roof of like organic content marketing, not paid, I've done. Yeah. Um, and so I was, I was given essentially an opportunity. I was building my content marketing business as like a side gig while I was working like 30 hours a week for another agency. And I was put in a situation where I could take it full time. And I didn't know if I was gonna, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, okay, let's see if this works. But that first Monday I sat down at my desk as like officially my my own business owner, my own boss, it was like, I just slipped into a puzzle piece. Like it was just like, it was waiting for me. And here it was. Um, and so I, think I, it's so, it. I think it's so cool how your journey led you, you know, up to you running your own business. And it was like the perfect time of you had gotten the experience. And I mean, six jobs in like seven years, that's <laughs> crazy, but also just the experience and expertise that you now have as your own business owner and your company serving your clients because of all those jobs and like, you know, the best of both worlds that you got with all these different roles. I think that's so cool. Now, what aspect of content marketing do you see new entrepreneurs struggling with the most and how do you help them improve it? Yeah, I think, I mean, I guess there, I want to give sort of two things. Mm -hmm. um, the first is social media marketing. That is what I most often get requests for coaching on um, because I, I think the challenge for business owners and entrepreneurs is that they know they should be doing it, but they have no idea really like why or how or how it benefits their business. So often I hear about like, I'm posting all this stuff on Instagram, but nothing's happening. And it's like, well, you've got to get a little intentional with it. You can't just put stuff out there. You have to have a strategy behind it. So I would say that's number one and having the resources to create good content. It's so important to have that content for SEO and, and maintaining your website. It's easy to get stuck in the idea that you need to be on social media. Social media is just but then like, what if like Facebook blew up tomorrow? Mm -hmm. How are you connecting with your audience? How are you driving leads? So you have to put focus on your website. You can't ignore that. That is your hub. And the more effort you put there, the more value you're going to see long-term. Um, so I would say creating content and, and creating good content. I see a lot of people creating like 300 word blog posts and that, that's just not going to do anything for you. You know, it's sort of a waste of time. Yeah. And so you're definitely saying that 
we need to put a bigger emphasis on our website and the content that's there still valuing social media but also looking at the website as kind of what we mentioned earlier that long-term game strategy yes exactly and the thing is is if you're creating good content if you're putting time and resources into that um you have more things to share and so it just, it does so much for you. It gives you fresh content. It gives you fresh ideas. It builds thought leadership. It builds your brand. It builds, I mean, there's a thousand reasons why we should be putting time there, but again, you don't see direct results. So sometimes it's hard for people to see that value. So on your website, because I think your website is bomb and I was hanging out there for a little while and you mentioned that you really believe that marketing can be both stress-free but effective. Yep. So talk to me about why you think that and how you really help um, clients out with, you know, eliminating the stress in this process. Yeah. So that is my, literally my main goal when I work with a client is to make marketing easier and then inherently it becomes less stressful. Um, and the way that we do that is there's a number of things we do. The first is we cut back. So because we feel like we need to be on social media, we go everywhere, right? We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Pinterest, we're on LinkedIn. And so we're doing a really little bit and sort of like probably a kind of crap job in all of these places versus bringing it into just one or two platforms and really killing it there. So you're less pulled in multiple directions. Um, and you can also do, you know, like having a client, let's say go to your Instagram, but you never check your Instagram, you're never on it let's say you get a message from someone there, a potential client, and you don't see it for like 10 days because you never check there. And then when you go to you know, respond back to them, they've already found someone else. So there's a lot of value in just picking, dialing down to one to two platforms. So that's the first thing we do. And the second thing we do is we bring in really specific goals that will help you. That just inherently builds your strategy. So often clients will say, well, my goal is to get more followers. And it's like, okay, that's a, that's a fine goal. We can track that, but like, why? And let's get more specific. How many followers do you want to get? How many followers do you need to get this month to start moving in that direction? And so I find like social media can often feel like this sort of like, the only way I can describe it is sort of like a gray, vague, like you're looking at it, but you don't know what you're seeing. And so we make it easier and stress-free by making it really clear what you're seeing. So then you have those goals, you narrow down your platforms and then you know exactly what you have to do because you're like, okay, I want to sell five products in the month of July. So that means what do I need to do to do that? I need to be featuring those products. I need to be talking about them. Maybe I need to do an Instagram story. Maybe I need to do, you know what I mean? So it, it makes it really clear and obvious how to move forward when you have those pieces in place. That makes complete sense. And what I hear you saying is also when we have very specific business goals, it kind of makes our daily actions a lot easier and stress-free when we actually yes. know what we're trying to accomplish. A hundred percent. Now, what is your best SEO piece of advice for a newbie entrepreneur who just created their first website? Like, where should they even start? Because it seems like SEO is like this huge, crazy world that overwhelms people. So what would you yeah. suggest? Yeah, SEO can be really daunting. And there are parts of it that are extremely technical that I don't even do. Um, that's maybe more up to a technical SEO expert. But there's so much that we can do. And, and just like any piece of marketing where you have some clarity, it becomes easier and less stressful. It's the same thing with SEO. 
Um, the, the number one thing I would say to do is to get your keywords in place. So what I mean by that is, let's say just your homepage. For me, my main keyword for my homepage is organic content marketing. That's what I offer. I offer organic content marketing. And so you pick your keyword and the best keyword is going to describe what you do. And you use a keyword tool. I use Ahrefs, but there are some free tools out there. So use a keyword tool to find the phrase. Basically, usually keywords are anywhere from two to five words. Mm -hmm. um, and you want to find the phrase that has the highest search volume, but low competition. So that means that a lot of people are searching for it, but very few people are actually ranking for it. So that means you're more likely. So my social media coaching page, very few people are even trying to rank for that. So I was able to rank for that within like three months at the number one spot within like three months of creating the page. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So using three to five keywords, especially for our homepage will really help us. Just one keyword, but usually the one keyword is like a phrase of anywhere from two to five words, depending on what it is. Um, and then once you have that picked out, that's not the end all be all. So now you need to put that keyword into the page. So there are a few important spots to do that. One is in your H1. So that's usually whatever the title of your page is, that what you see on the very top, that's your H1. So you want it to be right there, front and center. Um, and then you want it to be in preferably one more header at somewhere, somewhere throughout the page, which would usually be an H2. Um, and this sounds confusing, but when you're on the back end of your website, all you do is change the text from normal to either H1, H2, or H3. Almost every platform, um, every platform lays it out like that. Yeah. Um, and then you want the terms sprinkled just naturally throughout the text. Um, so this way, this hints to Google that that is what this website is about because it's looking to the headers and it's looking for that keyword density is the term for it. So if you're naturally talking about this topic, you'll naturally bring it up this many times. It's sort of like the yeah. idea behind it. When you break it down like that, it doesn't seem as overwhelming and complicated as just, you know, you hear the words SEO, you kind of, you know, get a little tense about it, but breaking it down like that makes a lot of sense. And should all of the keywords or, you know, that one big keyword on your homepage, should it always relate to your industry, to the problem that you solve with whatever you're trying to accomplish? Absolutely. It needs to be 100% relevant to what you're doing. Google will sniff that out right away if you're trying to, if you're doing something sneaky. Um, but I mean, it benefits you to make it as related as possible. So absolutely. Yes. It needs to be totally relevant. Good to know. So yeah. I want to know, how do you track success for mm -hmm. your clients? Um, like, do you believe, okay, if you hit this amount of people on your website each week or each month, that means this was successful. Like, how do you guys measure the progress that your clients are making and the results that they get? Yeah. So there are a lot of metrics and it's sort of, I have some base ones and then you can pull in other metrics depending on what your business is and, and what you care about, because the metrics you use are tied directly to your business goals. Because we want to see that all of these things are affecting the bottom line, which is, of course, leads or sales or, or maybe downloads of your freebie or subscribers. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the main metrics I track is organic traffic. So if you are creating SEO-based content, you're sharing it and sending it, let's say, to your subscribers. Like you're, put it, you're creating it and you're putting it out there. It's not just sitting on your site. You will see that organic number increase. Mm -hmm. So you know what's working when that happens. 
Um, I also like to track in general, just total traffic to the site and total page views. So that includes all sources that you have coming in. Um, and then I like to break down the different sources where I'm regularly promoting content. So that's usually your social platforms. It might be your newsletter. Um, and then, or like forums maybe that you regularly engage in. And then um, I also like to track total downloads. I have a lot of freebies on my site, um, all marketing freebies, and those are building my subscriber base. So I like to track that. Um, and I also like to track just general increases on my um, social media platforms. So like the vanity metrics of how many followers you have. Um, engagement rate is also a great metric. Um, and then any leads or sales or downloads that come from your social media, that's helpful too. And the reason those sort of like broken down metrics are really valuable is because as a marketer, as a small business owner, but as a marketer, the approach that I take is you always, always, always want to be optimizing. So you want to know what's working and how you can repeat that and what's not working so you can stop doing that. Um, so some of those high level metrics like traffic just show you like big picture, are things working? Am I seeing increases over time? And then those sort of, um, micro metrics are the ones that tell you, okay, so what specifically is working and what is not working and how can we shift or change things to start to see more of a difference. Mm -hmm. And it seems like there isn't just a one size fits all. Like there are many different ways yeah. you can track these metrics and results, which is awesome because, you know, everyone is working towards different results and things in their business. So there's many ways you can track your progress, which I think mm -hmm. is awesome. One additional question that I just thought of is, is it wrong or what do you think about changing your business goals like as you see these mm -hmm. metrics and these results coming in if something isn't necessarily working are do you think it's a good thing to pivot and change uh the strategy behind it 100 percent, absolutely so when i'm working with coaching clients um we set goals for each month and so at the you know the first or second of each month we look back on those goals and we see what worked specifically for that reason because something might even work for a little while and then Instagram changes their algorithm and it's not working at all. Mm -hmm. So now you have to rethink, how am I going to engage in my community in a way that is going to also work for Instagram? So that's why we track these things because as I said, marketing is all about testing and optimizing. So in my opinion, everything I'm doing is always an experiment. Mm -hmm. And then I track all my metrics. I highly recommend everybody at the very, I do it the first or second of the month so I can get a full picture of the month before. I have a reporting spreadsheet and I just go in and I do all my data. And so even if I don't do a lot with it in that moment, let's say at some point I could look back and I could have six months of data and I could say, okay, what is all of this telling me? Because you'll start picking out patterns saying, oh, I published more blog posts this month and I saw an increase in traffic or you know whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, you will be pivoting, you will be making changes and it's fine if that happens every other month <laughs> or whatever. You're giving so much value in every answer that I hope all of the listeners will <laughs> play this episode many times over. This is so good. Awesome. So the final question that I have for you is I'd love to know about a client success story and what you were able to help that client accomplish throughout your time together. Absolutely. Um, I love talking about my one client, Justine. She founded Debt-Free Millennials, um, which is she helps millennials get debt-free. Um, and she came to me. She's totally killing it. She came to me just at 
relatively at the beginning. Um, and I actually have a case study on my website on this. So we worked together from August 2018. It's probably six or seven months. So we, we finished early into, you know, early spring 2019. Um, we saw 159% increase in visits to her website, 36% increase in organic traffic, and we weren't even creating content together. That was just happening because so many more people were going to her site, which was helping it rank. Um, in terms of social growth, we saw 115% increase in her Instagram followers, 42% increase in her Facebook page, 68% increase in her group members on Facebook and total membership, and a 3,000% increase in subscribers on YouTube. Dang, that is amazing. But I want to preface all of that, or I want to sort of asterisk all of that by saying she got those results because she took what we talked about and did together and she worked. She put in the time and the energy to be engaging, to be strategizing, to testing, um, to, I mean, with YouTube, she was the expert really with YouTube and I was just helping her sort of guide and she realized like, I need to be creating way more content. So she, while we were working together, upped her YouTube production, she doubled it from four a month to eight a month. Um, and so in addition to that, she and I started talking about, well, maybe you need to be doing some collaborations. So it was sort of, that's the way that I work is very collaboratively. I can 100% guide you, but if you aren't willing to do the work and hold yourself accountable to the goals we set, you're not going to see those kinds of results. Mm -hmm. um, and I love that. I like to see. Yeah, I love that you put that preface in there because it's one thing to, you know, to hear advice or listen to something. It's a totally another thing to put the action behind it. Yes. And so it, you know, all of your organic content marketing, it has to be a priority. Mm -hmm. um, and so for all of you listening right now, if you really feel like organic content marketing and working on your website, your SEO, your social media strategy, if you want that to be a high priority for you, I really encourage all of you listeners to check out the show notes. We're going to link Jessica's website and social media. That way all of you can go on ahead and get in touch with her if you're ready to really take this to the next level. Jessica, thank you so much for hanging out with us today and sharing all of this amazing value. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Always happy to share and help.